you know. Mm -hmm. We need to take responsibility for the promise while we are waiting. So we said here that it's not always straightforward when the Lord um, speaks, when we hear that says the Lord until the manifestation of that word. But then while you are waiting or while that word needs to come to pass, there are certain things you will do. God came and said that turn around. But before they turn around and then they set their journey off to possess the land, all those years, 40 years, nearly 40 years, until that time, I think it was 38 years, a lot of things were happening. A lot were, was happening. A lot of things were happening in that time. And so come with me into the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8, 2 to 3. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Verse, I will start from verse 2. In fact, I can read from verse 1. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. That is Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'm reading from verse 1 and now verse 2. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way this 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you will keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, hey, but man lives by every word halalala, that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. I don't know if I will get to that place even. I will leave it for another time, but let's start. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. The children of Israel, <laughs> to all of us, and even to the children of Israel, I am sure, even to them, they got stuck in the wilderness, isn't it? For 40 years. Even for us, they just got stuck there. They were wandering, going in circle, and, you know, until the Lord spoke and gave them a new direction that would set them on course. To all the nations around, they disobey, yeah, and then they are wandering about. But listen to another account from Moses, which give us a behind the scene of these years. It gave us a clearer picture of what God was really doing or what really was going on. I don't know if you are seeing it. He said that suddenly, he said for two, and you shall remember that the Lord your God led you huh, all the way these 40 years. I look at all the other versions, led you. And I'm thinking, led? I thought they disobey and God forsook them and said that, you know what, this generation will die, you won't go. And so they started going around in the circle, in the wilderness, you know, wandering. When you are wandering, you have no aim. You are just going about. Uh -huh. You are going around the circle, so it looks like you are stuck. It looks like nothing is happening in your life. It looks like, you know what, you are going nowhere. But then the scripture is telling us now that God was leading them all along. But for them and everyone else, they were wandering. Mm. They were lost. Mm. People of God, it might seem like, you know what, you are just wandering. Or you've wandered. 
all this yes nothing was going around in your life nothing was happening in your life it might seem like you know it's not happening it might seem like i mean come on there's nothing happening here you are just going around the circle in fact people might say or oh, the enemy can even tell you that by your own doing but of course because you disobey so you you too you will accept it and say that well yes nothing is happening so I'm just going aimlessly, want to read. But God is saying here, Moses was telling them here that remember that all these 40 years, all these years that we were going around the circle, that we were just going in the wilderness, and nations were looking and said that where is that God that delivered them from Egypt? Uh, in fact, I'm sure that said the generation that will come after will think that nothing even happened in, in Egypt. Don't mind them. It was just a, a tale, a fable. I mean, a, a myth. It's just something that they made up and they were telling people about. God said no. Moses said no. All along, God was leading us. Hey. He said that I was still guiding you, me, God. I was still accompanying you all along. All along. So for many around you, God has left you. Even in fact, you yourself, you thought I left you. No, I was there even when you didn't think I was. Can I tell somebody that all these years that you think you were stuck? Where are you, God? God has left me. And that's what I'm saying. While you wait. While you wait or while you are waiting. He said that, you know, even in your disobedience, I was still leading you. <laughs> I was still guiding you. Lala. I was still guiding you. We need to be careful when we think nothing is happening in our lives. When we think we are just going in circles. When we think we are just wandering aimlessly on the same spots, nothing new happening, nothing to show for all these years. Because there is a reality behind all those years. There is a reality and the reality is as long as you are his child, as long as you are still yielding to him, the Lord is still leading you. Or even if it is not you are taking your own step, he's watching. Because to lead means to guide, to take this, you know, to, to, to conduct or to accompany. So he was still leading leading you uh, them. So before you think that you can just leave anyhow, in fact, the promise is not going to come to pass. In fact, how many years now? It's been a long time. So let me just live my life, you know, as how many, they say that Jesus is going to come. I mean, 2,000 years ago, he didn't come. So we are just here. So, okay, you think that's, that is it. So you live your life aimlessly. And you think that God is not watching. He said that, no, I was leading. All along, I was there. I was there. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. For them all, we disobey. No, even in that disobedience, I was still watching. I was still leading you. I led you. He said, remember, I led you. I saw that. I was like, okay, okay. We didn't know that. Were you? All right, Lord. We didn't know. 
he went into the book of if you go back into the book of Amos you will see it there in fact in time and time again in Psalms and all of that you will see that God will say that remember I led you through the great wilderness remember I was there remember I led you okay so it wasn't a wandering in vain they were going in cycle for everybody else their God has forsaken them for everybody else, yes, <laughs> nothing is happening. In fact, you yourself, you convinced yourself because you had a conversation with the devil. And so you came to a conclusion that the devil has given you that it is over. Mm -hmm. You are just going around. In fact, you are going to dwell in this wilderness for some years, you know. <laughs> but God said, I was Amen. leading. Amen. I'm there. I am Amen. guiding you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, I wish I could be in somewhere and be jumping. I am there. Amen. I am leading. Amen. Let me let you know that he is still God Amen. watching over you, Amen. leading you, Amen. guiding you. Mm -mm. Guiding you. He's still leading. He, yes, there is no doubt about the work of the enemy to delay. People of God, the enemy will try to delay, divert, and stop you from possessing your promise. But even in the midst of that, God will say, was saying to them that, I was there. He's guiding us. They were attacked. They were rejected. They were rejected by their own brethren. They were attacked by their own people, cousins. Nations came upon them unexpectedly, unaware. But he said, in the midst of that, I was there. I was guiding you. There is a, a reason behind all this. You know, come with me again to the same chapter, chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let's see it. I'm not sure we'll finish it, but we'll continue. He said, Two, and you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart. Let's take it one by one. Oh, so the wandering was not just a wandering. Ah, ah, ah. Okay, we disobeyed. The enemy caused us to, you know, to trip. The enemy caused us to stumble and so we lost it or maybe the, the, the promise delayed or he diverted our paths and it stopped us from going to Canaan as God promised in time. You know, it didn't go like the 11 days that he left taking them from Egypt to Canaan. It did not happen. So we thought it was over, but God said, I know I was, I was using those years to do some things in you. He said to humble you. Okay, Lord. So you were leading us. And then you were using those years to humble us. That's what I'm saying. That let's be careful between the promise and the fulfillment of it. Let's be careful. Let's be careful while you wait. We need to take responsibility while we wait. The Lord said he wanted to remove the self. The me. The I. My out of them. He said, I was doing something. I wanted to humble you because I saw something. Don't forget that before when they left Egypt, I mean, if I was in their place, the confidence and the boldness that will come. I mean, you too, you will be like that. I, you know, a God that you don't see comes and speak and things happen. Ba, ba, ba. 
<laughs> I mean, he comes and you are seeing hail fire, hail and fire. Hail is, 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 is uh, you know, hailstone, mm. it's ice, mm. and you are seeing fire. The two together, killing people. Mm. How? Ice and fire together. Oh, locusts. Things are going, I mean, come on. The, 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 your confidence, I mean, it's no more confidence, it's arrogance. When you see Egyptians on the way, you the way you look at them, even say, Touch me and see, you will see my God will strike you right now. Come on, uh -huh. okay, we will see. In fact, by then, the Egyptians want to touch you, you're like, Yes, come on, go ahead, go ahead and see. Go, frog will come to your house, go. I mean, so they were living. In fact, they took the high, the highways of Egypt to, to leave to leave Egypt. To, with Pharaoh, Pharaoh himself by the window looking at them, and the, in fact, and the Israel, and the Egyptians lining up, you know, like clapping for them. And they were going in their midst because they were saying that just to leave. They gave them silver and gold, so they were like, "Yeah, yes, we have arrived." Okay, that big ego. God said that no, I need to crush it. Mm -hmm. I need to take it out of you. That self-esteem of yourselves, eh? When your heart is so highly exalted, I need to bring it out. So all these years that is you thought that you are losing and then nothing is happening. God said that no, I was doing something behind the scene. Behind the scene, I'm doing something. Eh? I'm doing something. So you are waiting in the wilderness. In fact, if you wait somewhere else, in the wilderness, things don't happen, you know. In the wilderness, you don't see the drive-through, the departmental stores and things that would know. Me and God, you ask Jesus. He was taken into the wilderness. It was a conversation between him and Satan. So God said that, I brought you through so that I will humble you. Because if you go with that thing in your hearts, you know, if you go away with that thing, that attitude, no, you will do damage. You will take things for mm. granted. And not only that, you will think my hands have done this for me. Mm. My power have accomplished it. Mm. You begin to beat your chest thinking that, oh, it was you. Mm. Uh-huh. And Moses will have thought that, yeah. So God said, no, 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 no. I need to humble you. And that is what is happening to us. A lot of us, we go to that, that, that season of our lives. And be careful. We go through that. God will use those years. You think, eh, ah, nothing is happening. God said that I'm, I'm waiting. I mean, you say that nothing is happening. Who says so? I am removing from your life things that can get, the, get in the way of my glory. So I need to take those things out of my, you know, out of your way, out of my way. If not, you will take my place. You will, you will try to give glory to yourself when you possess the promise. So before you possess the promise, I want to humble you. I want to teach you now humility. So that when I exalt you, so that when you possess the promise, you don't think... You did it by your own might. Mm. So that you don't think, you know what, you came there by your own witty, witty, mm. you know, wisdom. No. So that by the time you get there, you know that, you know, I have worked hard. Mm. I work hard. Me, I work hard to mm. get here. Really? You work hard to get here? Mm -hmm. Really? 
Me, do you know who I am? I used to be okay. So let's get it out done. God said that, yeah, I will humble you. I will humble you so much that when they ask you, you will say that this is the doing of the Lord and it is marvelous in our eyes. You won't take the glory for it. Be careful. Mm -hmm. While you wait, while you are waiting, we will have the turn around though. But I'm trying to tell us that, you know what, there are things that need to happen or things that are happening or that have happened before the turn around. And if they did not happen like that, if the years did not go prolonged, I mean, we wouldn't see those things coming out. He said, he said what? God said, let's go back to Deuteronomy 8 again. Let me read the two again. He said as well, and you shall remember that I led you all the way these 40 years in the way to humble you and test you. What? God, you are testing okay they didn't know that they were just talking by hearts to test you they didn't know that every actions of this god was watching god was listening god was carefully weighing their actions their words and everything they didn't know for them we have come out you know let me give us a definition of test it's, it's, it says that a procedure Test. Test is a procedure intended to establish the quality. That is dictionary definition. The quality, performance, or reliability of something. Listen to the last part. Especially before it is taken into widespread use. Before the thing will be used wide, you know, used wide, widely by everybody. Mm. They said that it has to go to a process, a procedure to establish its quality, performance, or reliability. To know that is this thing reliable? Is the, that can this thing perform? Can do this thing that you know that has it got all the quality that he said he got to do the job? Because when we allow it to go there, and it started when everybody starts using it widely. And everybody knows knows about this product, and it didn't meet all these things. It will be damaged. It will be so damaging. So we want to limit the damage. You know, now, now that people don't know about that product, we want to limit the damage that it might cause. So let's test it, so that when there is the, there is a fault, we can correct it. We can, you know, we can correct it now that people don't know about it, so that the shame of that product will be limited. Hi. So he said that to test you. The Lord said, "I wanted to see what you are made of." What are your fruits? I wanted to see. What are your fruits? Can I count on you to remain faithful? Are you reliable? They were not. Oh. They were not reliable. Exodus 15, by the time they got to, they finished. Oh, when Moses lifted the rod, the sea opened. Bah, they walked through it. Yeah. And then, they went three days journey in the wilderness. And they were... And said they we wanted water, and they got to the uh, waters of Mara. The waters were bitter. Come and see. They started complaining. Moses, oh Moses, 
Moses says so we are testy. Moses says we will put the rod in it. The thing that, but you saw God how he, he, he delivered you not long ago. But God wanted to see. What are, are you reliable? Can we rely you know? Are you reliable? Meaning, are you trustworthy? The same Moses. You think is their brother, they will, you know, the person that took them from, from Egypt. Uh, as if it is not enough. They complain against Moses, but the thing, first he was complaining. But the second time, by the time we reach, uh, 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 you read it later, Exodus 16, 1, 2, 3. Then they reach Elim. First he was in Mara, just water. They complained. By the time they reach Elim, they started insulting Moses. God was watching and listening all along. The people or the person that God took to come and help you, you started complaining against, insulting. Is that loyalty? Is that are you reliable in that state? No. But God wanted you to see, you know, the people around you. Wanted most to see the kind of people that He was leading. So God was watching, listening while you are waiting. And you think God is not watching. So you behave towards people anyhow. People of God, let's be careful to treat you when you treat people. You know, some people just treat people badly because you think, you know, there's nothing. You know, what is it? We know you after all, Moses. You know, we know you. So they treat, they started insulting people, uh, Moses. Why did I say insult? It was an insult because they said that, read it, Exodus 16, 1 to 3. They said, well, you, uh, Moses, you should have left, left us. In fact, let me read it. Because if I don't read it, you, it might seem like I'm it's a confabulation. They left Mara. They complained and they got the drink. Now, verse 16, Exodus 16, from 1. And they journeyed from Elim, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month, after they departed from the land of Egypt, 15 days of the second month, then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, listen to what they said to Moses and Aaron. Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. In many, so you are trying to say that while God was killing the Egyptians, he should have killed us as well then. Mm -hmm. And listen to them. When we sat by the pot of meat and when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Hey, this is an insult. Look at them saying that we were eating a pot full of meat and bread. Okay, tell us the whole story now, children of Israel. Was that what was going on? But you guys were working hard because you, they were, you were oppressed. In fact, you cry out to the Lord and he sent somebody your way. He wanted to use that person to bring you out of that captivity. And you were saying that eh, we were eating meat as if that was all that was. Look at how they were painting the whole the picture. If you listen, if you didn't know the whole story, you would have thought that they were somebody in Egypt. They were, you know, lords and rulers in Egypt. And we were eating meats and bread and fruit. Really? <laughs> God would have said, give me a break. And you were crying out for me to, you know, to deliver you. 
Shut up. That's what Kaula said. Ah, really? But this is what they were saying. This is what they, it's like we deserve better than this. Come on. But you see, the tests. Are they reliable now? No. These are their own brothers. Aaron and Moses. This is the person that God sent their way. Let's be careful how we treat people. This is the person God sent their way. When they were still in captivity. But now because they obtained a form of freedom. Did you see what they started saying? God wanted to show Moses that I need to tell you the kind of people you are going to lead. I mean, let's be real here. And in fact, so that they too, they will know the kind of people Moses is because after Moses as well got angry mm -hmm. uh -huh, at a point in time, isn't mm -hmm. it? So God was like, let me test you and bring out what is in your hearts. What is in your hearts? People of God, somebody will say that this is Old Testament. In the New Testament now, um, you know what? In the New Testament, we are... Uh, 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 we have the grace of God so it's not by work I'm not saying that you should do it by work but you know what we are the church again the Israel was the church then we are still the church and the process is going on again and again why read 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 put it down read it 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 says, but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed are you getting it are being transformed into the same image read it into the same image meaning what the image of the lord from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the lord we are being transformed this is second Corinthians chapter 3 so the process the the, the ultimate result for god is after our is is for our lives to be transformed into the image of the Lord. That is the, the ultimate result that he's after. Transform us into the image of the Lord. And the requirement of this is the test of time. It is the test of time. So while we are crying that things are not happening, God is saying that, oh, we have a long time. And, and you know what? The, 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 I will not say the worst thing. Worst thing for us here is one day is the Bible says what thousand thousand years are like a day before God. So why you are saying that years are passing? God is like okay if thousand years is like uh, a day, okay then forty years is how much before God then? So it's just a fraction of the day. So why you are complaining? God said that no, we have a long time to go. I need to see what is in you. Why you are come? God is saying, mm -mm, bring it out, bring it out, bring it out. Does he not know? He knows. But you know what? You need to bring it out so that you will be convicted by it. So that when he's talking, you know that, oh yes, I am guilty of it. If not, you wouldn't know. The test of time. The test, that's what we, we talk about, the test of time. It's just a matter of time. Then you will know the people around you. It's just a matter of time. Then you will see their, their, their uh, 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 character. It's just a matter of time. Then they will show you what they, are, what they really are. It's just a matter of time. So God was testing. He said that I was testing you to, bring, to test you. But the test is to transform us. I told us. It's to transform us. In Proverbs 17, 3, 
Proverbs 17, 3 says something. He said, the refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. But the Lord tests the hearts. Proverbs 17, 3. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. But the Lord tests the hearts. So what does that mean? It means that to obtain the maximum purity, to obtain the maximum brilliancy and shine from silver, and from gold they go through a process we know that they put them through fire because I can put you through fire in fact the fire that I put you through to obtain that purity in you is tests is to test your hearts to obtain the same result that gold and silver will produce I test your hearts I just test your hearts to see what exactly is in you so that those things will begin to fall and fall and fall. That is what I do because I want to bring you to that place so that you begin to reflect the image of God so that you begin to represent me well because now, you know, you, you are still in the wilderness. People are not watching yet because don't forget that we, we said that the to test the test the procedure is is to test the thing you know to establish the quality performance and reliability before it is taken into widespread so he said that before you are being used widely before i expose you i want to begin to deal with those things refine you now that's what the bible says weeping may endure what in the night weeping endure in the night isn't it weeping endure it's in the night, isn't it? But joy comes in the morning. Because in the night, no one is seeing you crying. So me, I'm refining you and you can cry in the night because there's no one around. Because there's going to be a time where the light will be on you. Because you will arise and shine and the glory of the Lord will be upon you. And people will begin to be attracted to that light. To be attracted to that uh, brightness. But then, that light will scrutinize you as well. That light is going to bring out everything around and in you out. And if you are not reliable, if you are not, the quality is not good. When they begin to come, widespreadly use, you, you are faulty. The damage is bigger. So while it's still night, you can cry. Day is coming that you need to do the Father's work. Day is coming that the light will be there. And that light will scrutinize you. So let me deal with this before we go into the promise. Hallelujah. And that is what God began to do. And that is what God did. I want to stop here. So that we pray. I will continue. <laughs> while you wait. While you wait. What am I 